This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield, and joining me this week are Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. I'm going to start this. I'm going to say happy. Colin Stevens is back. Birthday. And yes. Medina joins us after a long hiatus. Damon! Okay, we did it. We did, we did. it. That was and not thank planned. thank you all. Thank you all very much. We are recording this week's episode on my 45th birthday. Uh, 45 feeling fine happy to be here it, the, the crazy thing is when I stop to think that when I started hosting this show I was 28 years old Sprite mm. 28 <laughs> that's half the age you are now here I am at 45 still still keeping it going Math checks Damon if I if I look half as good as you do when I'm 45 I won't. I'm not even going to say it because I won't. I just know I won't. I'm falling apart already and I'm in my just early Just say 30s. one of those confusing Bilbo <laughs> statements where you're like, I like half as yep. much of you yep. as half as much as you expect. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I thought. Well, we've got a great show for you this week. Uh, the, the great deluge of games in 2023 has begun. Lots of games out, lots of games to talk about. We all, we'll also be checking in with the Nintendo Seal of Quantity because since <laughs> a, week, a week has gone since our last check-in, so Shovel where developers have released another 10,000 games into the eShop. <laughs> <laughs> but first, uh, we begin this week with Dead Space, the Dead Space mm-hmm. remake, which will be out by the time you are consuming this episode. IGN's review went up today, gave it a 9 out of 10. I've been playing a lot of it. I think I'm about halfway through. I know Sam has been playing it. Anyone else playing Dead Space? I think, I, I think yep. I'm halfway through as well. Yeah. Mm. Well, I love it. I think it's great. I, I loved the original Dead Space in 2008. And in my mind, I've always, I've still loved it, but I've never really revisited it since then. So I'm happy to find that uh, it, it holds up really well and it's better looking than, and playing than it's ever been because they didn't just polish up, you know, the graphics. They sort of smoothed over some of the awkwardness of the puzzles and mm-hmm. the combat feels great. Um, I just love it. I don't think it could have turned out better. Sam, what do you think? Yeah, 100%. I was telling Damon that like, I was, I just, we were living in an era and which when that game came out, I took for granted that there would just be Resident Evil 4-like games for the rest of my life, like a couple of them every year. And I was like, this is a pretty good Resident Evil 4-like game. And then they just stopped coming. Yeah. And then I go back and play this. I'm like, we're only playing remakes of Resident Evil 4 now in Dead Space, which is really <laughs> yep. funny. But uh, they're wonderful games, and they're so playable. And you hop in, and you feel powerful, and then you never have enough anim- ammo, and mm-hmm. you feel terrified. And it's so great. And I was, uh, the, the way I describe it is I remember it being this awesome 
And like, this is up, brought up to the expectation that I would have of what it would look like now, which is like, this is basically what I remember it looking and playing mm-hmm. like then. But like, I'm sure if I went back, it was, it's not like that at all. But it feels like a modern, fun, Resident Evil like game. Mm-hmm. And I just love little things about it. Like uh, every time you're, you're uh, like the, somebody calls you, the radio static it sounds exactly like a shrieking skin monster. <laughs> and like, there's like little jump scares that they just work into the background of the game like that, which are just so smart and cool. Yeah. I, I always, I always feel like every time like a remake or a remaster comes out, you know, it's done its job when it's like, it's, it's as good as you remember, but it looks mm-hmm. how it, feels like it should look in your mind you're you're just like yeah. this is how it's always looked and then you go back and play the old one and you're like oh my but i i have a little <laughs> bit of a unique perspective as i never played the original so interesting um yeah and so i uh i've been playing this one and to me i don't know like if you would have never told me that a game that this game existed and this was just a new game i would be like yep this is a new game and it's great like it doesn't feel old i guess you'd say like it it works i've been playing on pc uh mouse and keyboard i think it works completely fine it i don't know it just doesn't feel like an old game it feels like it was made for today and i know sometimes like the, in, the inspiration must be the resident evil remakes like two and three, right, right? right like it's just mm-hmm. it's that type of feel it's it's a yep. better horror action game than was made back then and we don't get a lot of these games it's, it's disappointing yeah. you know Except for Callisto Protocol a month ago, <laughs> made by the same yeah. person. <laughs> yeah, inevitably, you know, people end up comparing this to Callisto. I think it's much better than mm-hmm. Callisto, which is just it's interesting because as Mark pointed out, you know, you got the co-creator of Dead Space making a spiritual successor. And it just isn't. It's just not as good. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I think that like the the creature design is much cooler in Dead Space than it is in Callisto. The combat feels great; it doesn't have the sort of wacko punch out <laughs> dodge mechanics right. that yeah. Callisto does. <laughs> um, it's really good, and it's just like really cool. Like the original Dead Space isn't that old; it didn't really need to be fully remade, but they did it, and I really appreciate it. It's like, just like what a cool little like thing that EA and developer Motive did. I love it. Mm-hmm. Is um, this a seventy dollar game? It is a seventy dollar game, which some people have, you know, expressed expressed disappointment with. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, the thing that's happening in our time and some of the other games we're going to talk about is that there's this big pressure to do open world games that have about as much content as this Dead Space remake. Like, mm-hmm. we're spoken is about fifteen hours. You know, it's like yep. it's kind of this, like, and, and and the overworld is like really not necessary in that game. So it's like I kind of like there's so much more cleverness that can go into the layout and design and, and just spookiness of a horror action game when it's in this type of format, it's not on rails. You do retread, right? Mm -hmm. You have to like know passages and you get shortcuts back to where you are. It's not like Metroid. You don't get like a big door door opener or anything, but you, if you retread, you get rewarded for it. And sometimes you get punished for it because there's just enemies back in that area. And it's just, it's just, it's just, it's focused, and I really like it for that reason. Now, seventy dollars focused—that's tough, man. That's a, that's a, that's a big price for a remake. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it, um, but I will say, you know, it feels like it just has, it has incredible high, incredibly high production values. You know, mm-hmm. especially for someone like Mark who didn't hadn't played the original. Like, yeah. like Mark, mm-hmm. would you like this? Feels like a fully like it should be a full priced game, right? That's what I was going to say is I, I feel like it depends on how you look at it. If you're very familiar with Dead Space, it's it's you've played it a million times. $70 probably tough to swallow, but like me just driving to the store and picking up this game that has, according to how long to be is, a, you know, it's like 12 hours for the main story and then 20 plus like, and it's just completely brand new experience. I don't, I don't know what doesn't make that a $70 <laughs> game, I, you know, mm. Colin, is this something yeah. you want to play? I am so jealous that all of you have been playing this game. Uh, I, <laughs> I unfortunately, I hopefully that'd be great. I'm, I'm we'll planning start a on go it tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> Give me that seventy dollars. It'll be the smallest GoFundMe ever. Um, uh, no. So whenever there's a game that I'm really excited about coming out, I will always sort of like plan a night to just like stay in, order like pizza, yeah, uh, drink mm-hmm. drink some soda, and just <laughs> just hunker down and go for it. And this is one of the games I'm going to do it for. Nice. And I, I could not be more excited. I have also never played the original um, because oh. uh, I've become a huge fan of horror games. But it was it it was around when Resident Evil Seven got announced. 
that I decided to sort of dig into the Resident Evil series and sort of play all the games leading up to it. And and until before that point, I was like too much of a scaredy cat to really play horror games. And so this predated when I was playing horror games. And I was actually like considering playing this on uh, Game Pass, the original version. Um, mm-hmm. And then this was announced. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to play the remake. And I'm super, I, I for one, I'm actually pretty glad that it is um, very close to the original game. To my understanding, there's some new stuff, but it's it's largely mm-hmm. like one-to-one, right? Is that accurate? Uh, your main character talks in this one, and I don't believe okay. he did in the original. Yeah, okay. he was silent in the original, but then he did speak in both two and three. So they're mm-hmm. just bringing parody across all gotcha. of them, I guess. So would you guys say, in if I play this... game, you just go, hey! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking of something else. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> um, so in your, in your all's opinion, do you think, like, if I play this version of the game, like, it counts as me playing Dead Space, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah, so... yeah because, like, it, if you see on the screen right now, like, a cutscene, like... That you can tell this; these are like cutscenes from back then, right? Because we actually made a comparison of it versus Callisto, and Callisto is like super cinematic, and that's just kind of how you expect games to be. It's like Josh Dumal's face is like super close to the screen, where it's like <laughs> this. I, I don't consider it like old or like outdated, but like mm. the Half Life Two style of watching a cutscene play out while mm-hmm. you can just be like running around and looking wherever—that's definitely mm-hmm. like of the era, and they didn't change that. That's still gotcha. in this game. Cool. I love so, it. Crazy. Good. I'm sorry. Say, I, I love. Just... Oh, sorry. Everyone. <laughs> everyone's so excited about Dead Space. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go last. You, you go, Damon. I was just gonna point. say I love the the zero HUD experience. Your health is mm-hmm. on your back. Your ammo is on your gun. You know, yeah. prompts will pop up right when you step right in front of a locker to open it. It just it like makes for a really nice experience. It still feels fresh. The yeah. UI still feels clever. And you're like, why don't, this is amazing. Other games have done this since then, but I don't remember them. I remember Dead Space 4. And every time you bring up your map, it's a projection in front of you. Every time somebody's talking to you, you can walk around a room and it is projecting in front of you. It's the, the technology is fully locked in the game. And here's another thing that if you haven't played Dead Space, or maybe you don't remember this about Dead Space, this game is a gravity gun game. And it yeah. completely mm-hmm. draws inspiration from Half-Life 2 mm-hmm. as much as anything. And you do so much manipulation of the environment, including really fun things where you can like rip a pipe off a wall. Once you know you can do that, or if you can smash a wall and pull a fan out of the wall, you know that, David? Mm. And then you I'm can sorry, shoot that. You can use that as like a saw blade and shoot that. That's things. awesome. And you constantly are moving around things and throwing them and saving ammo that way. Yep. And I just think that's just the most brilliant, uh, cool thing uh, along with the HUD about this game. And it, and the fact that they brought this into the modern time just shows like, like how ahead of the curve like EA was. And again, like I just expected the games to go this direction and get them all the time. Mm-hmm. That is not what happened. This is like a, a very you know limited genre still. And I'm mm-hmm. so excited to play. It's so, funny that you bring up the the gravity gun thing because I do the same thing as I did back in Half Life. It's like a monster's coming towards me. I like slow him down. I'm backing up and I'm just pulling whatever I can. And I'm like, yeah. here's a water or bottle. A here's like a trash can. He's just like, okay, <laughs> it's great. I love it. Yep. So, what do you guys think is next for this team? Do you think they're going to remake Dead Space Two, or do you think maybe they'll go for like a new Dead Space? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Dead Space Two is also very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that could be it's three that most people don't super love, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they swung too far away from horror. It's just more of an mm-hmm. action game, and there's all this mm-hmm. loot that you have to collect in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just kind of lost it lost its it lost its way. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, Sam, I wonder if you agree with this though. When comparing Dead Space remake to other modern survival horror games, I think I would prefer all the modern Resident Evils over this. Yeah, I think I think they have a better um, I guess just foundation in like uh, in like I, I don't know how to say this like they're like B movies this is too but um, and they just appeal to me on that kind of like corny level and then they're just also like they have a little bit more cleverness with retreads and puzzles and mm-hmm. things that you kind of have to do and then there's like a replayability which I don't know about yet with Dead Space so with, as soon as I beat Resident Evil 2 remake I, I replayed it immediately and I did that with three also. I, I love mm-hmm. playing those games with what, what comes next. And they added a new game plus to this. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. really cool. But then again, I played Dead Space before. I actually worked on the guide for it. So I'm a little like, I thought I'd be a little sick of this game. But like, no, nope, it has its claws in me. Mm-hmm. I will keep playing it. 
but I don't think I want to play it a second time. Mm-hmm. There is a new game plus, but I just, I yeah. think with the resident evils, there's a greater um, variety of environments, no matter mm-hmm. where the game is set. You always sort of like, yeah, that's true. The issue is cool. Different like areas. it's neat. The first time you like, Oh, this is a is cool. gritty mining ship, but it stays a gritty mining ship. And yeah. there's moments where you're like, this is kind of neat. I'm in a staff room or a bathroom, or whatever. And then you, you have to realize too, like, a couple hours of this game are the same enemy. Like you mm-hmm. do like the, those, the, the human like ones and then like the baby like ones. And then it kind of opens up from there, but like not a whole lot. Whereas like, and like, I, I don't, I can't speak to resident evils variety too much, but there's, it's kind of in this game, it feels like you, you, you learn an enemy type and then they throw a lot of them at you. Mm-hmm. And then you move on to the next one. They throw a lot of them at you. So it's like mm-hmm. not super creative. that way. Mm-hmm. What what I appreciate about this game, I don't know if it was in the old ones, but like Mark Medina, he's getting old. He he has a bad memory. And so I played and then I didn't play for like a day and I came back and I'm like, oh, no, I have zero idea where to go. Like just from a day because the you're right. The ship does look very similar, but there's like a button you push and it just tells you where to go. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah, yeah it's a perfect it's a perfect uh, uh I use it all the time. It's a great tool in this game. Yeah. And uh, that, that's really cool. And then another thing is that zero G controls are so well thought out. Like I get in the zero G and it's like, press all these buttons. You're like, mm-hmm. oh no, this might be a little bit rough. And then you get in, you're like just flying around yeah. shooting mm-hmm. things and gravity gunning. And I'm just like, how is this so well done? Like, it's mm-hmm. just so well done. Like I, I, it just has better controls than, you know, most modern games easily. And it goes seamlessly into fly. That's so mm-hmm. cool. I think, and I've, I think I've heard that the anti gravity in the first game was like one of the worst parts of it. Um, it was like I remember or, being good in two. I don't remember it being in one yeah. very much. In That's one, I think you just like pointed at a direction you could just go there. You didn't gotcha. have free free That's roaming. Right. Oh, gotcha. so that little like blue circle that shows up when you can land. That yeah. was just like how you moved in the original. Oh, That's interesting. Around. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So they kind of almost like brought things that they introduced in yeah. later games and sort of brought it back to this. Yeah, game. which cool. which kind of shows you their hand a little bit, right? Like now they kind of have an engine that can run too, mm-hmm. basically easily. It seems like, and then like I think like they could make an original game too. But I don't know. I don't I, like the, the fun thing about this game too is that you discover the universe, and then like the more that you know about the universe <laughs> in the next game, it's like it's not that appealing of a universe. Like who cares? But in this game, it's fun. Like it's kind of it's kind of boundary pushing. Like it's mm. it makes a lot of comparisons to like a, a certain contemporary religion, which uh, yeah. is shocking. Like I can't believe it's in the game. Mm. Ah, I like that. I like you know I I like the whole ba- the basic concept of like this alien artifact that is discovered and makes people go crazy. Like that on mm. its own is just a concept that I like. And it's just a hundred percent from Event Horizon, right? That's just like, <laughs> ripped from that. Probably. I've never actually seen Event Horizon. Maybe I have. It's exactly that plot. Okay. And it has a gotcha. bunch of like dismemberment and skin and stuff on a scary spaceship. It's a, it's. Yeah. I remember it being really fun to watch. Now, I mean, I, you could also say that uh, 2001 Space Odyssey dealt with similar themes uh, because the monolith makes a bunch of apes hurt each other and then it makes a computer go crazy. That happens, <laughs> right? It's true. No spoilers. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> Dead Space is out. It's great. It's Damien recommended. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. 
New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Colin, how have you been enjoying Fire Emblem Engage? I've really been loving it. Um, I've been a Fire Emblem fan for a while, starting with like the the GBA games, which is I think around when they actually started bringing it's them to the US the anyway. For us, right? Yeah, so um, I've been loving it. It definitely goes back to sort of the gameplay um, core of previous Fire Emblems. Uh, I felt like Three Houses got a lot more focused on the outside of combat stuff with you going around. The monastery and and talking to people constantly. I I got to the point in that game and I finished three houses, but like I got extremely annoyed with how much I had to do while I was in the monastery, and I just kind of wanted to keep going back to gameplay. But then the the actual combat itself was a little bit shallow in that game, and it didn't feel like you were really like playing around with things super intricately. In this one, it has the ring system where it has um, all the these old uh, characters from previous Fire Emblem games that sort of you can pair with the you know alive active characters in this mm-hmm. game, and they can give them like special abilities. Um, it's it's super in depth. Like they can even have them like learn new weapon types that they can wield and stuff. And you need to know how to use certain weapons to be able to upgrade your classes for certain characters. And so you can get those by like equipping them with this emblem, like uh, increasing your bond with that emblem and then like purchasing that specific trait. And so it's like, there's way more depth here to the gameplay and the systems than there was in the previous game. And it's just a lot of fun to play around with. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is definitely not as good. It's 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 pretty vanilla. Um, and, and I was noticing this, the, the protagonist who, who talks in this game at the very least um, is basically just like milk toast, nothing. Um, and I think a lot of that has just sort of come down to the last handful of Fire Emblem games. They kind of want to just make it an avatar for you to project yourself onto. And then mm. the other characters are the interesting ones. And that yeah. works better in Three Houses because those three characters um, who led the houses were like pretty strong and well-developed. But there's, they're not quite as well-developed with the side characters in this one. Um, I honestly feel like it's been since like um, Path of Radiance on the GameCube since like oh. They had like real honest to goodness characters as the main character in these games. Um, and, and you can almost feel that more strongly because you have all these emblems from these old games and you're like, oh yeah, Marth is a cool character. Like these, these characters were interesting in their own ways and now they just sort of feel like, all of them just sort of feel like, oh, they're this destined dragon and they're just always gonna be the strongest member of your party and they're always just gonna be like, you know. So, the story, all of that is is the only thing that's kind of dragging it down for me. But um, I've gotten to about the halfway point where things sort of go down. It's, it's pretty typical mm-hmm. for Fire Emblem games for there to be like a big shift in the middle. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited to go into that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hit pause, play Dead Space, and then play the second half of this game. Cool. That sounds like a great plan. Mm-hmm. I like Fire Emblem. I was just going to say, I like Fire Emblem. I like tactics games in general. I skipped Three Houses, though, mm-hmm. uh, because all I ever heard people talk about was how they were having tea parties in their game, mm-hmm. and that, <laughs> that did not sound like fun to me. So mm-hmm. I, um, I've i got engaged, and I fired up, and I played through the tutorial and the first one or two uh, battles, whatever. It is. So I've just, bas- just barely dipped my toes in it. Mm-hmm. But I will say, immediately upon starting it, I immediately regretted not turning on a Japanese uh, voice track because English <laughs> voice fair. acting is super annoying. But then when I looked in the menus, there actually isn't one. There's no Japanese oh, voice no. track. So, yeah, but did you did you go with the male or the female lead character? Female, but I don't think she's okay. the annoying one. It's like those kids and that's fair. Yeah, the the my least favorite voice so far is the male lead character, which oh, sucks because okay. mm. he's in every scene. So <laughs> yeah, great. Mm. Yeah, so but um, if I were to uh, turn off the battle um, animations and then skip every single cutscene, which is generally what I do with these games. And I still like, mm. um, would this, would this be just a fun series of like tactical battles? Probably. I, I'd, I'd say so. And there are, there is sort of out of combat stuff. There's this, um, I think it's called the Somnium um, where you go back to and like, you can buy new weapons and you can um, 
do a bunch of cool things, upgrade the rings um, and, and bond with your characters a little bit more, but it's way more um, compact than the monastery was. And you can basically do like a loop of it and do everything you need to do in like five minutes and then just get back right. to the combat. Um, so yeah, you could probably just play it that way if you want to. And, 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 and one thing I didn't mention is, you know, this game kind of breaks the streak of like kind of, kind of ugly first party, uh, switch games. Um, this game yeah. looks really good I it, agree with it, that. It, for, for hardware that's this old, like it, it looks great. It definitely looks better than three houses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, even though I just said, I, I turned them all off and skipped them. Like just watching the videos of these animations, it looks so cool. Mm -hmm. Like the character designs are kind of varied and, you know, not my thing, but they just look sharp and pretty. And like, I just mm -hmm. like, I like the way they're, they're conveying. Sometimes that kind of half cell shade look doesn't look that great. But this, this looks mm -hmm. Mark, I think. Oh, yeah. Like... How's, how's the romance? <laughs> Are you I... asking me how the romance is? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I haven't encountered the romance, actually. Uh, there halfway might be. Through the game. No romance. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of it, and it's just like, uh, there's definitely. <sighs> okay, so. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to use this word or not. Okay, I'm going to use this word. Okay. Um, we'll there's a that. lot of characters that seem to be like vaguely horny for the main character um, <laughs> and are just constantly talking about like how hot he is and how obsessed they are with him. And like a couple of characters have like a fan club for him. Um, but you don't actually like do any dating, at least so far in the game. So it's kind of funny. It seems like maybe they like knew that people would like miss out on that so they they included some wow. sort of like if, if they took out know. like the kind of the home base management and the relationship management that's a script down fire mm. yeah it, it definitely feels like it's like back to basics um for better and like maybe a little bit for worse but like this is just really hitting the spot for me right now so i like mm. it a lot and mark i think you liked mario plus rabbit's sparks of hope is that right yep yep i do so, i love that game will you play engage no uh, because I have a friend who is playing it, and she ah. said that she played 33 hours in one weekend, and that is all I need to know to know that I will not be playing this game. That is what? a lot Why, just of someone else a lot, a lot of, of gameplay. That's just so much. Mark doesn't have that kind of time anymore or attention span. Like that's like I, I if somebody says I played the game for 33 hours, if you didn't beat the game three times, then I'm out. <laughs> Like, that's too long. Wow. Only short games from our I'm game. too tired, man. I'm way too tired. There's too much TV well, to watch. I'm rewatching The Last of Us already. There's only two episodes. And just, you got to shave those seconds off those Mario 64 stars. Yeah. Never. I will never sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. I just, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just got to get faster at beating it to make time for other things in my life. I get it. All right. Well, I'll try. I've been trying for years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mark, did you play any Forspoken? Yes, I played a lot of Forspoken, right. unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. that game uh, uh, is out. It's gotten sort of uh, mediocre reviews across the board, I believe. Yeah. Not too surprising, right? There wasn't a lot of hype yeah. for that game pre-release. What, what, no. what did you think, Mark? That that game was the perfect example for uh, why game demos should exist, to be honest with you, because I was like, yeah, this looks cool. I'd like to play it. And then they put out a demo, and I think the world unanimously was like, nope, this isn't for me. Thank God I got to try it. And I was I was along that group of people, right? Like, I, was, I played the demo, and I was like, I do not like this combat. I do not like the cuff and, uh, and fray banter. I thought the world, even in a demo, the world, I could tell the world was going to feel empty. Um, but I don't know if you guys know this, but I work at IGN.com. So sometimes <laughs> you have to play games even when you're not excited for them. <laughs> so booted up for spoken. I think the music is great. <laughs> I like the music a lot. Um, I thought the opening was like, okay. Uh, and then it's once you get into the open world that you're like the first thing, one of the, the, one of the first things the game has you do once you enter the open world is it has you go across the entire map to go on a quest to find some dude mm. and you're just going and you're like, I, I don't care to stop it. Like any of this stuff, but this map is huge. Well, I care to stop it. Like every single crackdown orb possible. Right. And so I was doing that as well. I was stopping at the mana things and I'm like, 
I'm getting nowhere. I, I played for like a half hour. I was still in the same area because you're just running around. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, there's things. Like 6,000 kilometers yep. or whatever it says. There's like a countdown. So finally, I had to just go tunnel vision. And yeah, exactly. I would like almost maxed out my skill tree before I even did that first mission. And uh, yeah, so overall, I think it's fine. I think the gameplay isn't like offensively bad. I think the combat's like, I think it's okay. I, I've actually been more down on the combat than other people. I've been talking to Tom who reviewed it and he's like, I really like the combat. And I'm like, I don't like, I don't think it's very good. Um, and then, yeah, I think the story is really bad. I think the writing is super poor. Um, yeah. And the game is just not that pretty. I yeah. am surprised that it's like PS five exclusive, like exclusive as in like, it's not on PS four because it's kind of like Gotham Knights. It's weird. Like that game wasn't that pretty either but they canceled the old gen version. And so it makes me terrified to think if this game was on PS4 because it no one looked great on PS4. 64 era fog. No it does. Mm-hmm. And they even try to explain it. They're like, Hey what? guys, it's foggy because it's, of the break. And I'm like, no, it's foggy because the, the game looks bad. The, the main antagonist in the game is a fog <laughs> and, it, and it fogs, you know, as far as your, your draw distance. Yep. Yep. That's definitely, there it is. you that's know, that's it right that's, there. That, that's the stuff. Hmm. Yeah, you played a bunch of this too. Uh, yeah, I played a ton. In fact, I, I can relate to everything Mark's saying. Um, one, one, like it, it just kind of. Okay, the, I have a couple things to say. One is the, this kind of is an example of like how kind of just kind of poorly thought out it is in the intro, which is very long and set in a city um, where you go through this kind of like kind of embarrassingly bad backstory. Uh, <laughs> while that's happening, your character goes home and picks up a copy of Alice in Wonderland oh. and like uses on it. Oh my god! Yep. <laughs> and is literally it's like, real bad. I, I, she, she like verbally says, "I wish I could just." slip down a rabbit hole and disappear so, into another and, world and i'm like are you yeah. kidding me yeah so she, like, just, she just stands there saying man yeah. i'm a real fish out of water here yeah 100 percent. It, it's it, it, clever it ain't and so it it, it goes from that into you know a, a, a narnia knockoff right yeah. and so it kind of it kind of does that thing and um people are all kind of stupid in it they're they, mm-hmm. they all like kind of ignore like really weird obvious things and it's just whatever but then you look at the pedigree of the game this is yeah. the team that made final fantasy 15 which is also pretty stupid right <laughs> but like it's final fantasy so like it mm-hmm. gets a pass for a lot it doesn't take itself as seriously it's got chocobos you know mm-hmm. uh you nobody's gonna give that game a, a, a reward for writing um but like that team made this and then if you look at the credited writers which i know didn't end up polishing this game amy hennig Gary Whitter. What? Those are what? credited. Those mm-hmm. are look. I'll go on Wikipedia. What? It has, an, it has an amazing team. I am not saying these people are bad at their jobs or anything like that. I'm just saying like they had some options here, maybe at one point mm-hmm. to go in different directions. But where this game ended up was probably not what we expect. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just like yeah. I, I like wonder what it could have been. Um, and then there's a, there's just some like things that drive me crazy. Like like the character. It seems like it's a YA game. Like it's supposed well, mm-hmm. like young adult fiction. Yeah. Mm. Seems like it's set for like teenagers. There's like swears are like every other word. Yep. And it's like it's, it's really well. like obvious like how scripted the swears are and it's mm. like f bombs and s bombs and like yeah. it would be funny but the characters aren't likable so it's like this is just people swearing at each other which is strange. Mm. Um so that's happening and then uh you know like the the teeth look bad for example. You're just like I don't like looking at everybody's teeth in this game. There's like <laughs> weird things like that where you're just like what what happened here? So mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, the, the the good thing to say about this is like I think it's really cool that a team of Square Enix is like you know new developers didn't get put on a Final Fantasy project after they made a Final Fantasy game they got put on a project they have to make whatever they want that mm. should be something that happens more often mm. and then we get experiments that are like this and we get experiments that are like better games right and that's mm. fine that that's a healthy industry so I, I have nothing against the game or its mm-hmm. creation I think it's cool that it exists. Yeah, it is cool that Square Enix tried something so different for them. You know, when they 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 just pump out they just pump out so many games every year uh, that are like based on their existing franchises. Colin, I I think you generally like Square Enix games, is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But any force uh, for you? I have not played it, and I am not going to. What uh, if I told you it had Moogles <laughs> in it? Does it actually? 
Okay, oh. then uh, even if it did, like uh, if it, if it were a numbered Final Fantasy game, I would play it purely to be like a completionist. But like yeah. I, I've seen enough, I've heard enough, I've uh, seen enough. <laughs> there's, there's there's enough games coming out soon and actively that I want to play that like I'm not going to spend my time playing something that I'm pretty sure is not going to be for me. This yeah. is this so let me level a criticism of this game that I can level a God of War and I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character in this game does not want to be doing the things that she's doing. Mm-hmm. She's just like mm-hmm. reluctant, like you know, they call that a like, reluctant hero or whatever. That is not an archetype that's fun to play in a video game because you're just forcing somebody to do something they don't want to do the entire mm-hmm. time. And it feels bad. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing with Kratos, where like at least, you know, uh in this game, I think there's a I don't know, she's she's adventuring for the first time. And that Kratos is like, maybe stop going on these God-killing mm. adventures if you hate it this much. No, he doesn't. It's drawn mm. back into it. The the in difference the, the difference there is that yeah, Kratos doesn't want to do it, but Atreus the dialogue yes. between the two, like kind of you can understand why he's being pushed to do this thing and the consequences of the world. And like, you understand that stuff where in this your your Atreus is cuff and he doesn't want to do it either. He's just, he's just like, he's offended by the fact that you don't, that you want to go back home. Like he's just offended by that notion. And and, and also he's not helpful. You're like, what could be happening in this world? It's like, there's no way to know. That's his answer to everything. They also just actively disagree with each other because they think that that's funny. Like, she'll take a picture and she'll be like, that's a good picture. And he'll be like, eh, it's passable. Why? Why and is it she passable? she says, F you, and they move on. That's actual dialogue in the game. Right. And it, it's it's just like, it, that doesn't make sense. Or he'll be like, oh, this is like something you should try to do more like or whatever. And she'll be like, nah, I don't want to. And it's like. They're they're only they're, they had a giant whiteboard that it was just like they need to disagree with each other. So it doesn't matter what dialogue is written as long as they disagree, it's funny. But mm. it's not funny. Nope. <laughs> it's just not. No. Nope. Mm. Oh well, that is the story of Forspoken. Let's it. talk about it. Summed it up. <laughs> Let's talk about a game that's not out yet, and that is Redfall. But at least we now mm-hmm. finally know when it is going to be out. Redfall will be out on May 2nd, 10 days before The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That doesn't mean a lot to anyone who only owns an Xbox, but for us, mm-hmm. oof, we gotta be we gotta play Redfall really fast. Mm. <laughs> Mark, every every X every Xbox person is going, uh, it's on PC as well. You know, I don't like when you call it the Xbox a console. I, I've I, learned I, this. <laughs> uh, can I? I don't know. I don't know how much I care about Redfall. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it looks cool, but I don't super love arcane games. I could not get into Deathloop. Uh, th- oh this, my god! Are you kidding me? Not at all. I, I would think Deathloop's a mark game and has like such short little segments you can yeah, beat it like it's four great, hours. Yeah, great for speedrunning. Did not love that game. Uh, we did do a Devs React to Speedruns for it, though. So I recognize, I reckon, you know, game recognizes game. But uh, yeah, no, I didn't like it. Um, this game, I, I, I think it really depends on how willing my group of friends is going to be to play it. I think we can have some fun as a group. Um, but looking from what I've seen, this this looks like a video game. This doesn't look like something I'm just going to like lose my mind over is what I'm saying. Like, it looks like a game I'll try. I'll play it over the weekend, but like, is this going to be my new obsession? Probably not. It Mm. looks like a game. I'll give it a shot. It's on game pass. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah. Pass. This, um, this presentation sold me on it. I was already intrigued because I like arcane a lot, but I didn't quite know it. Like its identity was and, and gameplay wise, it still looks very arcane which is great because they, they know what they're doing. Um, but just the idea of sort of going around, killing all of these different vampires, uh, all of the sort of different specific abilities that these characters have and how they can like interact with each other. Uh, we, I was watching the stream with uh, my team, the social team and like immediately four of us were just like, yeah, when this game comes out, let's all just like play through this game together. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, it's almost this like sort of a, a more cartoony uh, four player death loop in, in a way, obviously it's not going to have the same like loop system, but mm-hmm. uh I'm just really excited for this. Just just gameplay alone, I trust that Arcane's going to make a fun game. So I'm excited. Kind of reminds me of Borderlands, like when you're looking at like the different mm-hmm. spells and abilities. And if you strip out the like 
talk like overly long like cutscenes. my favorite thing to do in like borderlands 3 was like i want to try a new character but it's hard because you know those intros are so long and it, it you have to stand there and watch lilith do stuff if this is something that i can be like now i want to try this character and jump in like i find that yeah. super interesting because all of the characters look very different yeah sam what, how are you feeling about redfall first of all this area is supposed to be procedurally generated which i thought was interesting oh. just this huh. area yeah, there's there no, there's areas of the game which are okay. and so that was one of them. You can tell it's like a corridor, like so. <clears throat> that's kind of cool. Mm. Okay, so I underestimated like everybody Deathloop, right? So I'm just <laughs> not going to do that anymore with arcade games. If mm-hmm. there's a big single player game with like a lot of clever uh, combat potential, and they said in this thing, which I don't know if it's true or not, mm-hmm. they're like you can play this like our other games. Yeah, yeah. want to sneak, you can, but like. I also played Gotham Knights, and I saw how bad Batman was, you know, uh, kind of nerfed by a multiplayer game. So, like, mm-hmm. that's possible, too. There's there's both possibilities, right? And, like, I'm not going to play a Left 4 Dead. I'm just not going to. I don't mm-hmm. want to. I want I want to play a cool arcade single-player game. So, mm-hmm. if that's there, we'll see. Yep. Yep. That's They're exactly saying that this is closer to Far Cry than it would be mm-hmm. Left 4 Dead. Like open world, kind of go anywhere. That that's just what they're pushing. Like they've specifically been trying to squash the notion that this is anything like Left 4 Dead. Mm. They're they're also very trying to like push that this is a single player game and a multiplayer game, and that you're not losing out on either experience if you choose one or the other. Which is yeah. also exciting because I like doing both. Mm. Yeah, that'll be the big question for me. If it's actually fun to play by myself, like Borderlands is. Mm-hmm. Then, I, then I can get into it. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? What, the release date of May 2nd, what does that tell us about when Starfield might be out? Because mm-hmm. I don't it's think it's coming out. It's probably not coming out on May 2nd. That's what yeah. <laughs> And I don't think it's going to come out in the first half of the year. I think it's, not, it's, I think it's their winter game. I, mean, um, I think so, too. They just haven't I, announced that yet. I think they've needed that time. Uh, I, I, frankly, I don't think it looked particularly good when we saw it um, at... Uh, was it was it E three technically like their showcase this, or whatever? Whatever summer gaming, whatever their E three yeah, yeah. their E three replacement yeah. was last year. Yeah, yeah, I can't I can't remember which year they did a digital E three and which ones that they just like scrapped it anymore. The, the last three years have been a blur. Um, but uh, it just didn't look like it was particularly close to completion. And then of course they delayed it uh, like into the next year and now they've delayed it It probably are delaying it even further. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, Maybe they'll go for the 11, 11 date. It'll just be 11, 11, 23 Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead. Um, And I think that's probably enough time to get it to, to where they want it to be. Um, And I, I I genuinely would not be shocked if this went into 2024 um Jeez. but uh i don't think it will i, I think it's just going to be late 2023 yeah mark what do you think feeling. i it's hard uh you know we don't we don't comment on on leaks or speculation but there there was a, a leak about uh, hi-fi to- rush and that person has also said other things that you're like huh and that that they're saying that starfield is likely to be in the first half but that it might not i don't know that it may not be in the best condition but i don't know i don't know what that means for a bethesda game anyways because most of their games don't launch in the best condition and that's so saying that as someone who loves fallout 4 and works at this company because of fallout 4 um but yeah i i don't know selfishly i want the game as fast as possible but also i really love fall games right i really love taking break over christmas or or or, uh you know thanksgiving and just like playing a game and if this does come out you know in the first half it's gonna be after redfall so you have to assume it would be around june man it's e3 and like that sounds really stressful for uh this big game a lot of other games coming out in june right there's there's it's a very it's a very stacked year so it's like I don't know with Redfall and Starfield. I feel like Xbox should try to space it out a little bit more. So two months that you have these two like super hyped games and they're going to come out within a month or so of of the each other. Like I, unless they have something else like Hellblade two is their fall game. I would personally, Mark Spencer would save it. (laughs) Starfield would be a bigger fall game than Hellblade two. 
I, I I agree, but if they can be like, hey, yes, Redfall, then Starfield, but don't worry about Fall because we also have Hellblade. What would suck is for both of these games to come out before June, you know, around June, and then have nothing for Fall except for like Forza, right? Which is Forza at some point know. too. Right? <clears throat> I don't know, Sam. Right. What do you think? I think it's out. The I don't think they're going to change it. I think they just needed a little bit more time, and they'll stick to it because they said they were going to. And Bethesda has done amazing things before, including announcing a game and then putting it out six months later. And I think they, more than other studios, know their timing better. Mm-hmm. And so you- I, I don't think I don't think they care what what's happening on Xbox for this one. I just don't mm-hmm. think Bethesda Xbox has nothing to do with it. They're not telling them to hold their game. You know? mm-hmm. Bethesda will do whatever they want, and this was their plan. And they'll put it out, and they probably have plans for the fall. And, and so does Xbox, mm-hmm. but there is no bearing on this. I'm 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 very excited to see what they because they said that there's going to be a Starfield specific showcase soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm very excited to see where it's at, and um, sort of taking a step back and thinking about it th- that they are about to do like a big showcase again. They know that it has to be in like a very presentable state, um, and. I'm going to I'm going to walk back on my prediction that it's possible for it to slip into 2024. I don't think that's going to happen, but I do still think it's going to be late 2023. I think Diablo, Starfield and Street Fighter 6 are all coming out in June now. That and Final crazy. Fantasy 16. And Final Fantasy 16. <sighs> Yikes. <laughs> and E3 is happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, if they wanted to do that and technically sneak it in before the end of the first half of the year, June 30th is on a Friday. This year, so perfect. Hmm. perfect. Put it out. Be like, we, we, we held to the plan. Did, <laughs> did Damon just announce the release date? We kept our promise. <laughs> June 30th, Starfield is out. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. Okay, back to games that are out now. It's time to check in with the Nintendo Seal of Quantity, which is your guarantee that there is absolutely nobody watching the Nintendo eShop. Anyone can publish anything on that store. We've got some good ones to highlight this week. Uh, I think my favorite one this week is called That's a Cow Deluxe Edition. It's a cow phone. The, the deluxe edition <laughs> of That's a Cow, which is the oh, thing that's oh, weird. It certainly is. Whoa. Huh. Whoa, Utter Jets. They are, they are earning the deluxe name right now. I could tell you. The weird that. thing is that um, the deluxe edition is $2, but the regular ass edition is $6. So I don't know what's happening there. Um, So the description of this is soar through the air and don't get milked in this cute game. One of the lines in the description just says jet jet utters with no punctuation. Then you are an animal rocket. Launch yourself and don't get shot down. And then it says in another line, new goodies every hour. No punctuation. Shoot enemies with a stream of white drink. (laughs) no (laughs) this is a very rare seal of quantity game that actually has gameplay that we watch yeah Yeah, i I think i would actually i would play this that actually looked looked like like a video game i'm surprised it says use the milk or other liquids to fly away push physical obstacles or stop your enemies shuffle your hooves and don't hold back under key features under key features it says shooting a stream of milk and more what? That's it. What's, what are the other they couldn't name the other one more key feature. Uh, chocolate milk. Chocolate milk would be good. Yeah. Strawberry milk. Mm. Chocolate banana milk. milk. Be brown drink. I've had banana milk drink. from a Seven Eleven. It was great. I liked it. I bought it as a joke, and I actually liked it. Banana. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, banana milk. What is this?" And I actually liked. Yeah. It. I thought it was good. Was it like? Is it like Nestle that makes that? I've seen yeah, it. yeah. It's one of those, like, you go to 7-Eleven, there's, like, 17 different kinds of milk, and I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot, and it was good. Yeah. Mm. Okay, that is That's a Cow Deluxe Edition. Our next pick this week is called Arcade Machine Clown Hunt. Oh. Uh, it's, this one is $2. It says, new arcade machine for one or two players. Hunt for the clowns is wild. Clowns are here to ruin your evening at Funfair. Don't let them get over your head and show them you can deliver a clean ah, joke. There too. he is. <laughs> that is that has got to be one of the most terrifying clowns I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, try right out there with killer so, clowns. Yeah, some some kind of some kind of exploitation of I guess killer clowns and is it 
I think it's why, a shooting why is, gallery. It's like why is his hair grapes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I demand more bottles. Oh, there we go. There shooting, go. shooting gallery. So under features, it says super scary giant clown boss with his knives out. Mm. <laughs> Enough guns to pick up for up to two players. And cool. it says the night of reckoning is upon us. First gophers and now this survive at all costs. What does gophers oh. have to do with? So maybe what? there's like is a this gopher? a sequel? Shooting gallery. I don't know. Yeah, maybe there was arcade machine gophers before this. Yeah, maybe. That is arcade machine clown hunt. It'll set you back two dollars. Yikes. Next one, I only put on here because of what a blatant ripoff is, and maybe Justin is the only one who could appreciate this. Does anyone know Peppa Pig? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, out this week is a ubiquitous referenced. Okay. Out out this week is a game called Hippo. Little Red Riding Hood, and I hope Jober can pull this up because it's wow. so blatantly a Peppa wow. Pig. Wow, that is that's uh, there she is. It's even that's it's Peppa even Pig. the same animal friends that Peppa Pig has. Yeah, but this that, is I, hippo. That's a hundred percent just like uh, you know, my cousin's daughter sees a game on Switch and goes, "Yep, I want this." It's a Peppa the Pig yeah. game, and they yep. just buy it. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Those that fish one. from our TikTok video are probably going to buy that game. <laughs> This game costs $10, by the way. Wow. Five premium times premium as much. price. Five times as much so, as That's a Cow Deluxe Edition. Yeah. What do you think that pig's name on the right there is? It's just shameful. Yeah. Pepper. It has a pig in it. I love that there's no depth with her nose. It's just like, it's just over here. And you're supposed to believe it's a snout. But there's like no shadow or nothing. Okay. Yep. Yep. That's so, this, you know, this, oh, this game is intended, it's intended for a very young children to play and there's lots of games like that on the eShop. And that's why this next pick it's called kindergarten buddy edition i was fully expecting a game that was intended for children but my first clue that something was off is that there was an age verification that you had to enter before getting to the kindergarten cool. buddy editions wow game page and the uh the description is uncover a grand conspiracy by living the same day over and over again with the power of friendship excessive violence and nuggets you will discover the truth like kindergarten Buddy oh, Edition brings all the fun and janitor attacks of both Kindergarten and Kindergarten 2 into one unholy package. Learn to share, help Cindy bully an innocent girl, get other kids expelled, and take some pills. <laughs> that's what you do take in... Take some pills. That's what you do in Kindergarten. Take some pills. Buddy edition. Yeah. It's like Postal plus Bully plus yeah. the, yeah. the 13-year-old game designer. Yeah, plus Dr. Kinda, Mario. With bad pixel art. As With a worse style. graphics than Earthbound. Yeah. Right. Those are your main picks. Honorable mention. Uh, these are some game tiles that stood out to me. I did no investigation to see whether they actually qualify as shovelware. I just liked these game titles. And they include, yeah, Fighting Girl. <laughs> but that was a pretty good one. That's pretty good. The next one is Japanese Escape from the Room with Sturdy Door. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah, oh. Fighting Girl. I love that they just went to Google Images, typed anime girl, <laughs> clipped her out, and put her in front of some clouds. And that's like a Pokemon font. That's so- <laughs> uh, the next one is Japanese Escape from the Room with Sturdy Door. Mm. <laughs> you see, when the, dirt, when the door is sturdy, it becomes much harder to escape. Not, the room not a Japan. sturdy door. That's the worst yeah, possible yeah. scenario no, for you trying escaping to escape from, from that. Room. You got to solve the puzzle. Look way, at those mist level graphics. Yeah, way too scary. Level. Oh, this is a hundred percent just pictures that you're clicking yeah. around. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. actually I, I walked back what I said earlier. I am gonna throw this on the uh shovelware pile. <laughs> 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 There's so much empty space in this escape room. Uh not us. Uh the last one this week, the title that I like is Santa Claus Goblins Attack. Huh. It is the season for both holidays. Yeah, yeah. you know so, January. <laughs> Santa Claus goblins attack. <laughs> I mean, they, could, I, they couldn't ship it. They couldn't get it shipped by Halloween. They that's missed Santa Claus they missed their Santa from window. those old like claymation like style like yep. movies. That's just yeah. him. This looks like a cool schmuck. But then the yeah, goblin, looks like he looks like from Spider Man. <laughs> you know, yeah, I everyone, guess everyone remember. <laughs> In late last year, when the official Twitter account for Santa Claus Goblins Attack posted that image, like to our fans, we're we're very uh, sorry to have to announce we're going to have to delay the release of Santa Claus the, Goblins Attack. The big yellow background. We have gameplay. We, we, have gameplay, we promise. Yeah, got some screens. We'll show you. 
You know, elves were already part of the Santa cinematic universe. Um, yeah. So goblins being part of it too just makes sense. It's yeah. just natural. Is a is a natural stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was the Nintendo Seal of Quality, the gift that keeps on giving week yeah. after week after week. And that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Tyler in Seattle, Washington. Mm. Wow, this is an efficient episode. Maybe our questioning can be efficient. Let (laughs) the questioning begin. We got it in in 20 last time, Colin. We did. That was was freaking me out. I think that one just sort of came down to... uh, That's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were circling it for a while, so... Well, what was it again? I can't remember. It was Ace Attorney. Sorry, spoilers if people haven't watched last <laughs> week's episode. I, we, we, I think you said that the name of it. Sense. These are sequential. It'd be weird to watch them out of order. <laughs> yeah. I think you. I think you said the name of it um, like five questions before the end. But like yeah. we we didn't think that it was on the Wii, so we just kept sort of being like, I don't know, Zach and Wiki. Um. But yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> different different twenty questions now. Uh, was this game released in this century? Yes. Oh boy. Was this game released in the uh, after uh, January 2012. 1st, 2012. 2010? Yeah. 2012? Yeah, 2012. Sure. Yeah. Keep it to. Okay. Was this released a, a after the year 2012? No. Okay. So it's between okay. 2000 and 2012. So, we can, we can <laughs> live with that. Let's see here. Um, Was this see. a console exclusive? Yes. We'll call it a mm. we'll call it a platform exclusive. Ah. Okay, gotcha. So probably also on PC. I assume is what we can infer from that. Um, I guess there's a lot of Xbox games that have that. Sorry, so we're I between. Think, I, 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 first of all, I think what Damon was just implying is that it's not on a, it's on a handheld or. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, thank you. So we're yeah, between 2000 and and 2012. So this is mm-hmm. this would be pre PS4. Xbox One. No, don't make me full screen while I'm thinking. I, the audience can't know that. <laughs> did, this, uh, did this come out in, in, a, in a cartridge format? No. Oh. Okay. Could be diggly. Could be PSP. Oh, yeah. We didn't ask if it's a WMD. <laughs> hmm. uh, Not a WMD. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, UMD. That's my bad. <laughs> They Sorry, I'm still thinking WMDs. about cows and udders attacking, and I, I I can't get it off my brain. Uh, uh, I'm all messed up. That's Is a cow. It... <laughs> An udder of mass destruction. Ex- um, that's what UMD stands <laughs> for. Now we know. <laughs> Definitely not universal. Works on everything. I liked it. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Okay, so uh, was this game on a handheld? Handhelds were thriving during that time. Hmm. Mm-mm. What okay. what do you mean by handheld? Okay, so was this game on DS or PSP? Hold on, or- Mark. Hold on, Mark. Hold on, I'm, Mark. Was this a was this a, a cell phone game? Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm starting to think. Okay, okay. Yes, and that, yes, yes, and that's okay. five. Awesome, awesome. All right, it's, a, it's Angry Birds, the only uh, cell phone game. It, it very much could be. Um, yep. How do we how do we narrow this down, generally speaking, so we don't get like too into the weeds with specific titles? Well, how about this? Was this game well received? Yes. Okay. So, well, I, I guess I guess the thing I'm worried about is that Blade game that IGN gave a ten to. It's probably that. Oh God, what was that called? It was like two, na- two words, like, I believe. Blade or Iron Blade or Unlimited. All right. Something. Why do we have a mobile game when Justin's not here? I know, God. But is it mobile Infinity only? It, I think. Oh, I, think I you're do right. remember Infinity I Blade. I remember right. okay. that was like the first mobile game right, where it's like you have to have back this pocket. phone. We've come up with a single mobile game name. All right, a <laughs> yes. single mobile game so far. I think we're doing great. I think we're doing great. Yeah. Um, Zoom, Zune. Is that what's called? Zune, the mobile game. Zune. Uh, that was a. MP3 oh. player back in the day. Yeah, I believe it was on the Microsoft uh, MP3 player. Oh, <laughs> I had a I had a poop brown Zune. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, yeah. Zoom Zuma. I can't remember. All right. Anyway, yeah. Zune. Uh, yeah. Was this a, was this a uh, 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 a puzzle game? No. 
Okay. Um, I would definitely consider Angry Birds that, a puzzle would, game. Yeah, and, and Candy Crush. And, uh, how how about rope? this? You guys remember Cut the Rope? Yeah, that was the where's, first thing I said. Where's, where's the water? The hook, man, this is uh, yeah. classic. Uh, how about how about this? Uh, is this game a fantasy game? Yes. Okay, it's probably. I mean, it's, oh, Infinity it might Blade. be Infinity Blade. It'd be sword and sorcery too. Um, was this game? Uh, was this game uh, praised for its high graphical qualities? Yes. Oh, it's definitely. Infinity. I mean, what else can we possibly do? That's what it was to... called, right? It's called well, Infinity. How many Blade? questions are we on? Like less you've than asked, ten. I think. You've asked nine questions. Oh, right, you just want to guess it? We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay. All right. Blade. No way. Yes, it is Infinity. Yes. Blade. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> so I did. That saved us like ten questions on our big count for the year. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Who would have Who would have thunk that it would be Infinity so, Blade and we'd get it in ten? Wow. Questions? This game looks great. Yeah. yeah it really does. Unreal Engine ten. three. Ten. Damn. Two thousand ten. Unreal Engine. Um, developed by Chair, who did um, uh, Shadow Complex. It's called yes. mm, and uh, and Epic Games, published by Epic Games. So yeah, mm. this was like a big deal at the time. Oh man! But so they what made, happened to Chair? They made they're still around. They made three of these games, but only they were only ever on iOS, and now they've been delisted, so they're mm. just gone. These three games are just. Gone. I, I remember this was like it was it was a big deal. It was like I had the iPhone 3G or whatever, and it was like it it barely works on that phone. You have to have the better phone, and that was like kind of a weird thing because. Yeah. Like Angry Birds worked we'll on everything, you, right? and so we'll sell it to you. Yeah. Oh well, actually, that's an iPhone 3G right there, and it's working Look fine. So maybe iPhone, I'm just. I love it. <laughs> that was pretty mind blowing in 2010. You know, 13 years ago, you were yeah. looking at this on your phone. I wonder whose fingers those are. Um, and then Sam, I don't know if you've ever encountered this. <laughs> yeah. uh, it could be Hillary. It could be Hillary Goldstein's. Yeah, he um, loved that game. Yeah. Even 10, right? Yeah, Sam. I don't know if you've ever encountered this. They port- ported this to arcade, and it's like motion sensing. Yeah. We just wow. swipe your arms. What an experimental game. Um, this really took the office by storm, and I think IGN championed it a lot. Otherwise, it might have been <laughs> more, but like, I think we gave it a 10, right? I think so, yeah. Or at least a 9. Be very high. Um, and then to answer your, uh, your question, Sam, I forgot that Justin wasn't going to be on this week. <laughs> or else I would have used this for well. Now. Maybe he would have muddied the water. Now we can. Like, now no, we can I, let can, him know. I can name a hundred games that this could be. Yeah, but maybe maybe iPhone games are too easy because I have to give qualifying answers. Like, wait, uh, no. maybe what do you it consider handheld? Or the other game I was thinking of was Sword and Sorcery. Do you remember that? That yeah. like good that pixel, was, um, but it was like it was pretty fun. That was Cappy. Oh, it uh, was okay. Yeah. Infinity Blade. Nicely job. You guys got there. Thank you for the suggestion. Tyler in Seattle, Washington. Viewers and listeners, if you have your own suggestions for a video game, 20 questions, email them to me at the address gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you to Sam. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Mark. Thank you to Jobert working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. I'm going to go eat a whole bunch of sushi now until I pass <laughs> out and we're out. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Enjoy birthday sushis. Thanks, everyone.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.